Welcome to Americana Quill, writer to writer. Please like and subscribe and tell a friend that likes to subscribe. Today, my guest is a, is a lady who is a newbie who is in the final stages of putting some finishing touches on her debut book, Captive in Plain Sight, that chronicles some important and deep moments in her life. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome Danitza Robertson. Hi, everyone. Like Brian said, I'm Denisa Robertson. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. You know, just happy to, you know, talk to you and see how you're doing. As I see, <laughs> you're doing good, it looks like. Yeah. All is well, considering everything that's going on, right? So, yes. Absolutely. So, I guess my first question that I like to ask since we're in this time of uncertainty how's your family during the times of the pandemic? Well, thank God my family is doing well. Um, you know, obviously economically and financially, right? Things got a little crazy for us, but that goes for everyone else, um, right, in the entire world. So it was a little difficult, um, but thank God, you know, we were able to come together and deal with things that we needed to deal with in order to survive in this craziness. Um, and, as, and as you know, I have a 12-year-old daughter, so that yeah. was a little challenging for myself because, you know, explaining all these things that are going on and, you know, how she needs to take care of herself and now she's going to school virtual. Um, that's been, that's been a big job, but thank God all has been well and we're healthy, so. Right. Well, that's beautiful. So I guess my first question is that you being a new author, does writing naturally energize you or does it exhaust you? No, it energizes me. It definitely brings this beautiful um, part out of me. You know, it definitely is within my own time where I'm focused. Um, you know, when I'm done, sometimes I could be done in 20 minutes. Sometimes I could be done in an hour or three. But when I am done, I feel this relief. Um, so it's been very self-therapeutic for me. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been good. It's, it's a good energy. I don't feel exhausted. Although I've had moments where I'm writing a chapter that's very difficult for me and I have gotten emotional and that could exhaust me a little bit because um, I'm just reflecting back on those stories. So at though in those moments, yes. But overall, I definitely feel like a butterfly and I feel free and great. And so um, it's a good feeling. So definitely it brings me peace and good energy. Well, that's great. Um... What do you like to do when you're not writing? Like, what is your, your process, I guess, before you even start writing? So normally, um, for some reason, I just wake up in the morning and I just, I get inspired of just thoughts that go through my mind in the morning. Um, I'm not this totally religious person, but I do have, you know, a great relationship with God. So in the mornings, you know, I pray every morning um, and depending on my day, I just get inspired by something. Um, and it brings me to wanting to start to write. Um, there's a lot of times where I may not have the time to write, but I'll jot something down or I'll write it in my notes in my phone just because I wanna keep that as a reminder, like I wanna put this part in my book. Um, but definitely, you know, in the morning, I'm inspired to write. It's just something that comes to me naturally. Yeah, I think the morning time is perfect for like those early downloads of just a, a clear thought before your day gets distracted with just natural life. And right. there from the, there, there's like moments of, of uniqueness that you can always add into a book or a, a conversation that you might have thought about from a childhood time or something right. like that. Yeah, so yeah I, there, are times, there are definitely um, times as well where I may not have the time in the morning to write or an afternoon because I might be working or I'm focusing on my daughter's studies or just something, but I definitely try to at night to go back, right? And rejuvenate those thoughts. And so um, it could be a day or it could be two, but as long as I have it in my notes, it just reminds me to go back to that. Um, and there's times where I wanna go back to sleep and just have a natural day to sleep, but I just have these thoughts in my mind that I just get up in the middle of the night and I can't sleep and so I'll start writing. Um, right. You know, everybody's process is a little different. This is my first time literally writing. So I'm learning as I go through my process. Right. No, yeah, it takes a while to know what your process is because everything's for the first time. So I can totally understand that. Yeah. So although you're writing, a memoir and like a nonfiction, what do you think makes a good story? 
What makes a good story? Um, I believe that you have to you have to captive you have to capture your audience, right? Um, a good story is someone reading a page and not wanting to like stop reading because they're just like so into it. Um, and then there are times where you have to read a little bit more, right, to capture and want to read more. Um, but I, I find it that for myself, when I have read other people's books, there are times where I read, I'm starting to read and I'm like, I don't want to let this book go. And I just want to spend the whole day reading and just finishing it in one day. That's a good book. Right. You know, that makes me, a good book. A good no, book. absolutely. Unless I, literally, unless I literally have to stop reading because there's a million things going on and I have to prioritize. It's a beautiful thing to be able to read a book and just be captive and just want to finish it and just so interested and want to know what's more, what happens and just all these little details, you know, because you're, you're hungry to want to know. And it's just, um, it's a good feeling as a, as a reader for myself that right. I find myself doing that. You want to have a book that's always trying to make you want to turn the page, the next page. So no, yeah, I feel the same way. And that's how I, I try to write is to make sure that the person wants to at least get to the next chapter. If I could get them to get to every chapter to the time they finish the book and they feel like they didn't even spend that much time, I feel like that's my success is right. if you can get them to do that. So. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's super important. Um, you know, you want to you want to be able to go through a book and and just feel it and just, you know, when you're reading, for me, a lot of times I'm very visual, so I just visualize things. And if you get my attention where I can visually see these scenes happening, then you just got my attention and I just wanna finish it. Um, but again, everyone is different, right? And so, and everyone, right. you know, everyone gets certain things differently than um, others. I just, I, I would hope and think that maybe the majority would probably say the same, that once you start reading the flow of things, you don't want to let a book go if it's really good. Right. And I think reading is probably the most important toolbox for a writer. Like you just have to read. There's no other ways around it. It's like, you can't say you're a writer and you don't read books. No matter right. what the book is, I just think it just helps your process. It's, it's like a weird thing. It's, I don't know how, it just, it just is what it is where you have to read to write better. Yeah, and I will mention that um, I am guilty of having some audiobooks. <laughs> So, no, 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 no. It's nothing wrong with that either. But like, it's just something about your mind working those things out somehow yeah. with it. So I do have some audiobooks, um, but I have to tell you, the feeling of holding a book and just sitting there and just having that moment versus being in your car and listening to the audio, um, it's so different, right? And I feel like I kind of just want to skip the process and I want to go audio because maybe I don't have time to sit down and read the book. And I'm just like, I just want to read this. I want to hear it and see what it's about. Right. And then it gets to a point where I'm like, you know what, after I did the audio, like I want to purchase the book and read it and just like, you know, see how both of them work. I don't know. It's just weird, but I just want to see if the audio matches, right. What I'm reading and, and the storyline right. is all the same way. And so it changes the mood if you know from when you're reading it in your head and you hear someone else reading it and the way they might project it. So no, I totally get what okay. you're saying. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. So with you saying about books, what's the last book you might have read that's fiction? And then give me one book that you might have read or listened to that's nonfiction. Oh, you got me there. <laughs> and I say that only because um I've I've been working so hard on my book and I have been having challenges on it. Um, a lot of it has been emotional because my storyline starts with me being the age of 12. Um, my daughter turned 12 this year. And so it's been very difficult for me to focus and read a book when I really should be working on myself and working on my book, right? Um, there is this one book. Let me just look Oh, at take your book. time. Absolutely. Because I just want to... Um, I didn't read the whole, I didn't read the book entirely, but I was reading it and it was um, really interesting. You may, you may have heard of it. Um, it's called Big Magic. No. Um, it's, about creative, it's about creative living beyond fear. And it has mm. to do with a female that started her process of writing. So I started reading it and it was just like mind blowing and it was great. It is a great book. Um, and it has a lot, I don't know, I, as a female, right? I feel like I could relate to her in some ways um, as a writer because she was a first time writer as well. So 
that, that, that has been one of the books that I'm in the middle of. And then my other book that I've been in the middle of is by um, Wayne W. Um, Dyer. And it's called the, um, it's called the um, Euronian Zones. That's interesting. I've never heard of that. That's, um, it's been out for quite some time. It's right. more of personal growth. Um, mm -hmm. and how to and how to focus on yourself and how to, and how that and and how to say that sometimes it's okay to be selfish when you think about yourself and going through a process you know whatever it is financially work family relationship anything it's really about a process that you're going through in regards to just putting yourself first and it's okay to say that you know you like eating good things that you like good things that you want the best because you're just putting that out in the energy and that just brings good you know um that just brings good energy to you so that's um those are the two that i've been working on i haven't finished right. them but i'm working on no that's super dope though yeah the book i i just finished a book actually late last night um called revenge in the capital it's actually from um a, a new author called b ivy woods and it's like a series it's, it's interesting it's kind of like it's like a, a local Olivia Pope kind of like of um, Scandal. Oh. I think that's the name okay. of the show. So yeah, it's kind of like got that vibe to me. And it's like romance. So it's yeah. something different that I don't normally read, but it's something that, you know, I would recommend to those that are into like those type of books that are into like kind of thinking. It's cute. It's not overly, you know, dramatizing romance, but it's, it's good. It's a good read for anybody. So it's, that's fiction. I have to, look, I have to look into it. Yeah, and then I'm also listening to an audio book from Stephen King about like his writing process and like different things like that. So that's that's interesting since I'm trying to get into like writing crime books. So like seeing his thought process and stuff. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. Um, I definitely feel like any beginner writer for myself or any writer, I think it's always good to um, read or listen to someone else's process. Um, because sometimes you need that feedback, you know, and it's nice to hear that you can relate to other people. Sometimes for myself, I would question myself as a writer. I would question certain things like, am I done? Or, um, do I need to add more takeaway? And so I, I had, um, yeah, I, had, I, mean, I had time of, you know, just kind of fighting myself with that a little. Yeah. But we've had those conversations off, off this platform where we talked about just different nuances of just knowing. Right. You feel it when you finish, right? It's like, it's okay to like extend it for part two at a later date. It don't all have to be in, in one book. So we've had those conversations. So yeah, it's something that I think every writer is like, it's like a feeling. There's no right or wrong answer, but you don't want to overwrite where you're like disturbing your reader from wanting to finish the book. You don't want them to feel intimidated also. So it's a fine balance. And me being able and being honored to like read your first draft, I think you're almost there. Like, I think you really got a lot of it there. Yeah, it's been a process. It's been a process. Oh, you're been, amazing. It's been a good process, you know? It's been, it's been good. It's been challenging. Um, I've learned a lot through, through my journey of writing. Um, as you know, you know, my purpose for it. Um, so, so, yeah, it's, it's been good. I would just say for those that whenever you do release the book, it's a needed, it's a needed read. Like it, it will put a lot of things in perspective of not just your journey, but like a lot of different women's journey, you know? And yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I was um, having a great conversation with an amazing friend and um, through prayer, I was just saying how, you know, I just asked the Lord to guide me through my process because you know, only he knows where my heart falls with me writing this book. And it, it's not only for me, it's not only for my daughter, but it's for, you know, all of the young women out there that could relate to my process. And, you know, if I can help at least one girl in the million, I think I've done a lot and I would be definitely happy with that. So, yeah. I don't think you could, I think you also help young, young men just understand there's things that we will never understand. So it's like an insight of, of, of those thoughts that you might have had then as a that men can now be more sensitive to if they took the time to read your book. So I think that's important too. Although I know you're targeting probably just women reading it, I think a lot of smart men, if they if they want to, they should pick up your book as well and understand how to be sensitive to not just what is happening inside of a woman's journey in those moments, just being more sensitive overall to our, our female counterparts. Absolutely, absolutely. You know me, I'm definitely a feminist and I find it that um, it's beautiful to hear men that, you know, look into 
another, you know, a, a woman's story or is interested. And, you know, remember they came from a woman and if they have daughters, right. they have nieces, you know, um, it's very interesting. And I definitely respect those that, you know, are interested because they can benefit. I feel like anyone can benefit from this book, even young men, you know, because right. I find that although... I'm writing about a story, my story um, as a female, there are young men that went through the same experience and haven't spoken about it, you know, so. Or they might have loved ones that maybe never expressed it and maybe this will help them have insight of some emotions that might be there that they don't understand why. And that's, I guess that's my thing. It's like, um, it, will, it will help men to understand how to be a little bit more sensitive if they don't understand why some things are the way they are. I'll leave it at that just in general because everyone's story is different but i think me reading your draft made me just it made me understand the dynamic of of what a woman will go through that i won't understand because i'm not a woman right so it's like same way no one can tell me how it feels to be black it's like i can't tell someone how to be a woman kind of thing you know yeah. so yeah, yeah. so it's like it's something not to be debated it's, it's more of just to learn and understand so you can help each yeah. other become whole i guess in a way is, is the way i guess i could word it and I think you did that with that with the book from what I've read. And I think I think you're more done than you think, but we'll talk about that off air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do you believe in writer's block? Because I, I have a theory that it's not writer's block. It's like maybe a lack of inspiration. I think anyone can sit down to write. You might not just like what you've written down. How do you feel about that? Um, I would have to agree with you. I feel like... um. I feel like, I feel like everyone just has a moment, you know, and um, you just go with the flow of how you're feeling. Um, yeah. We all, we all are going through a process. It could be fiction, nonfiction, but when you're going through the process of writing, I think everyone just has a moment that's, that's different, but somewhat the same, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I think it's all about how do we get to our finish lines, right? But it's more of, I don't know. I feel like if you're, if you're in the mode, you could write a book in three months and have a, at least a first draft and you'll feel confident of where you're at. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. But then there's also moments of where you just don't feel like writing because you might be exhausted from what you wrote of the emotions that it might have taken you to write what you put down. So I don't know if that's right. considered writer's block, but it's like people will definitely take their time away from it, probably after writing such big pieces. Yeah, I would say that I personally have taken a lot of personal time away from um writing especially when i wrote this one chapter that was really deep for me yeah. because not only was it deep but i was going through a process of reflecting on myself right as a young woman and seeing my daughter being that age and growing up and so i believe after i finished that chapter it emotionally did drain me um and I, and, and it took me time to go back right it took me time to go back and to realize that you know, it's okay to take your time. Um, but I definitely, I'm so detail oriented and I'm such a, you know, I like to give it 110% all the time and I push myself to no limit. And that's just, um, that's who I am. I'm like my worst nightmare <laughs> because I'm just always like, it has to be done. It has to be done. It has to be done. And so I did create um, somewhat of some stress on myself because I wanted my book to be out on my daughter's birthday, you know, 2020. Um, and so that that was a little frustrating for me. But overall, look at everything that happened as well. Things happen for a reason. Maybe it just wasn't my time. And so now we're going into 2021 and maybe that's my time. And so I'm hoping that 2021 I'm able to publish and share that. And at some point, you know, see myself doing some tours or doing something. No, absolutely. I mean, this podcast probably won't come out to, to January or late February. So I could imagine that by that time you'll be... If you're ready, you'll be ready because I think you're really further along than you think. I'll tell you this all the time because I love you and I know that it's true. But I really, I really feel like you're closer than you think. So yeah, but. I mean, and I thank you so much because to be honest with you, you're the first person that, besides my family, you know, I was so intimate with in regards to sharing right my book because that to me is like my other child. My book is like my baby, and so. Right. Um, you know, I just, I appreciate, you know, all your help and everything that you did 
um, with me through my process. I think we even got on the phone at times and I got emotional and started crying with you. But, you know, it was a beautiful experience and um, I definitely don't take that for granted and I appreciate you for that. No, I, I say that to say that, like, sometimes as writers, we we overthink the process of just letting it all out and see where it falls, right? So it's like, when I'm hearing you talking, I think you think there's a lot more that you have to do. And I feel like that can overwhelm a new writer. And I don't want you to feel overwhelmed. I want you to enjoy the process. So I guess that's what I'm telling you. I think you're further along than you think, since I've known what you've, what's, what you've already put down on paper. And so I already know where you're at. And it's like, you're more further along than you think once you go back to revisit. But I know you got yeah. a lot going on as far as just navigating the shores of, of the pandemic, your family, so. Yeah, I definitely promised myself that um, I was gonna try not to stress so much and that definitely, naturally, I'm like, by the end of December, it needs to be done. You know, I, I am putting on somewhat of some pressure on myself because I have to believe in myself and know that I'm good and this is good and it's finished and you just have to, you gotta let it go. It's like, you know, taking your kid to, pre-K the first day, you gotta just walk away and you know, just like turn your back. And so right. I feel like I have to just like give it in and just like, okay, I'm done. And just, you know, it's gonna be good. There's a purpose for that and all will go well. No, yeah, and I think, I think you're there already. I mean, we'll talk after this, but like, I really think you're really there. I just want to make sure I give you that encouragement because I know how it is when you're overthinking things because you want it to be as great yeah. as possible. Because it's your first introduction to the world and you can't get that introduction back. So you want to make sure you did your best with no matter what anybody tells you, you can stand on it. So I understand. Yeah, I mean, you know, as a female, you know, I feel the need to write, be on a certain level as a mother, um, as a Latina, you know, it's, um, it's a lot, you know, it's a lot that comes with it. And I just want to be able to not prove, but I just want to be able to to not meet certain standards, but I, I I don't know how to explain that. I just want to be able to show, right? You want to reach the expectation, the expectation you see for yourself, and then some. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, I get of it. Of course. And I mean, I, I'm here as a as a female, as a Latina, and I want to be able, you know, to to introduce something where other young girls, you know, look at me and say, hey, you know, I'm probably capable of doing this as well. Well, she gave me enough, you know, information and energy and inspired me to want to do better for myself. And maybe I can write too. And so I just want to be able to give something back. Um, and so again, as a mother and, and as a female and as a writer, I just want to give something back. No, absolutely. So during your writing process, is there music you listen to? Like, is that part of your writing process? Like, do you make a playlist? Because I noticed some people do that. I've did that once or twice and it's helpful, but I don't know if I've like purposely did it and like uh, saying this is the playlist for me to write to kind of thing. So I have to tell you that when I do start listening to music, when I'm writing, I have to listen to a song I don't know the lyrics to and let it just play. A lot of times I do find myself um, listening to jazz. I think it's kind of soothing for me. Um, I love R&B, but when I'm writing, I find myself wanting just to listen to instrumentals. Um, but again, yeah. it has to be, it has to, even with jazz, right? It has to be a song that I don't know because if I know the beat to it, I'm like bopping to it. <laughs> so I have to like not do that. So it has to be a playlist that um, I definitely don't know the lyrics to because I'm just right. listening to my own and a vibe and so what i'm writing i just want to focus it kind of like yeah i think that helps me too especially music that i don't know and it has to be a certain bpm it can't be too fast too slow it has to be at a certain pace that keeps me on my writing pace it's not it's to keep me focused it's not to distract me kind of if i am listening to music so no i right. get that I, mean, I don't know about you but i definitely find myself Drinking a little glass of wine too. When I'm no, 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 absolutely. No, yeah, yeah. I feel like, like, I feel like when I'm in that zone, like I, I feel like I'm in that zone. So it's like, okay, I'm entitled to have a glass of wine and just relax and let it flow. And so with the music and the wine and just letting things flow, it's good. At times I find myself wanting to go down to the beach. I mean, as you know, I've been living in Puerto Rico. Um, and so I live close to the beach. So there's times where I just take my laptop and I'm just downstairs at the beach just to myself and writing. I will tell you that a lot of my writing and most of it has been on the beach versus being at home or in a closed area. Right, so you that's probably your new writing process, right? You gotta be somewhere tropical. It don't work for you nowhere else. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, no, I would hope not because I look forward to writing more. And guess what? I might not have that, right? So I don't take that for granted at all. Right. Um, and I definitely take it in and it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I mean, I think... But that's important to know, okay, I write more here though, right? You gotta, you know, those are mental notes for yourself. So, you know, maybe it's maybe it's not necessarily the beach, maybe it's the fresh air you need before you start writing. Maybe you need those 10 to 15 minutes of fresh air. For me, it's like good conversations and socializing, not all the time, but just once a month helps new conversations flow for new new dialogue in a book. It's, it's the little thing that you'd be surprised. The more you write, the more you'll take out of things of like helping you just with your own process. So, yeah. So yeah, wine, wine is a big one. Me, I, you know, you know me. I love, I love me some rum and coke. So that that gets it done for me when it comes to writing too. And which, by the way, this is not vodka. This is just water. No, 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 no. Of course. <laughs> not a big drinker anyway, but at times I like to have a glass of wine. No, yeah, I think that, but I think it just helps something with the with the chemicals in the brain to just relax it and just flow, especially when yeah. it comes to being creative. Yeah, yeah. So I guess another question is, what's the best vacations you've you've taken, and does that help you think of writing, like when you're on vacations, and like in different places? For maybe not this book, but maybe in a later book you might. Like this is a scene or something that I would want to write about. It's like this location that I'm at right now. Um, I will tell you when I went to Spain, that was a few years ago. Um, my thought process has been of me wanting to write, um, not about Spain or not about my vacation there, but just the idea and and maybe the energy and, of that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was just beautiful. It was beautiful. It was fun. It was beautiful. Um, and the people were nice. It's just that the, the vibe and the energy was definitely a place where um, kind of had me think a lot of wanting to write. I mean, I went to, I actually went to Spain. I was at, when I went to Spain, I went to Spain before I started writing. I knew I always wanted to write, but I went there before I started writing my book. Um, and when I was there, I didn't think about anything to put in my book now. That was always like a creative moment of writing something, right? Um, that's why sometimes, although I question myself and say, am I actually a real writer? I question myself because there's just so many times where I go through a process and I'm like, oh, this would be a great book. Oh, I should write this down. And I can ask you as a writer, is that is that something that happens to you at times where you, you think about like, oh, this would be a great book and the place or whatever it is and you want to write another book? Yeah, I just got a download. I call them downloads. I feel like it's like spirit when you're in just a moment and they just come to you. I try to write it down and if it, if it sticks with me where it's like, I got to write that book one day, then I know it's a book that I need to work on eventually. Okay. So I kind of have a list of book titles and then from there, I'll just pick one and then if the thoughts and the flows of things start to resonate with me, then it's like, all right, time to write this book and I'll start That's working on it. How you go by the title. That's pretty interesting. It's, it's different things, right? Sometimes it's a title and then it's like, do I get the beginning of how I want the book to end, start? And then if I know the ending, then I can find, the fun part is finding the maze through the middle for me. So if I know my beginning, I know my end, then the middle is fun, right? So yeah, it's like if I get those two things in a title, like I'm pretty much set. I can create an outline out of that and then write the story. Because what what I've learned is that there's only but so many stories you could tell. It's just the details that are different, right? So I always say this as an example, like romance or romantic comedies. It's boy meets girl, boy loses girl, boy gets girl back. It doesn't change much besides the details within those stories. Like the person, like it's predictable. Yeah, like, but that's yeah. what keeps people wanting it, right? It's like the reader wants them to get back together, and and why do they get back together though, right? Those are the things that you have to find out. But those things don't change. Thing because for me personally, um, I think not that I had a hard time coming up with my, you know, my book title, but it was the challenge because I I wanted it, I wanted to feel it, I wanted to capture the eye, I wanted for when the eye is captured to, for someone to identify with that or even question it and look at it and be like, I wonder what this is about, right? Um, and right. so, and so, yeah, it was a little challenging for me um, because I felt like I needed to feel it. I needed to breathe it, eat it, live it, and just say, okay, this is good. This is gonna capture that person's eye. And so- No, absolutely. 
And I think you had a few working titles and you landed on the one you have now, which was like, it made sense, especially after I read the draft. I was like, you know what? No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I think I think it's, everyone's process is different. Like my first book, The Dreamer, The Boy Called 22, was just, um, it's like me going for the dreamer of even writing. It's kind of like what the title is about, even though that's not the book. It's like, you damn if you do, you damn if you don't. So it's like a catch 22. But if you caught it, then you know you're, you're willing to try to obtain it, right? And that's what any type of coming of age story is about, trying to obtain something. So yeah. that's kind of that process of how that title came about. But like all the titles, I think once you get a good title in your head, like, I don't know, it just helped me flow easily. I can't explain it. Absolutely. I would agree with you, yes. Yeah, so. I can see that happening. Mm-hmm. So do you have any questions for me? Because I don't want I don't want you to feel like you're being interviewed. I want you to feel like it's a real oh, conversation. No. That's all. <laughs> no, I'm going with the flow of things um, and asking you questions back. But um, no, no, as of now, I don't, I don't have any questions. Okay. So yeah, I guess titles is, is is my process sometimes after a download and then from there beginning, ending, and then navigating through. So like we're a crime series, if you already know, like I already told you how rom-coms and comedies work kind of. Mm-hmm. So crime series is more of like seeking revenge and why this person wants revenge for what was done to them, right? And it's like then there's like a little bit of backstory, but it's like that doesn't change necessarily in, in a lot of these books. You just don't right. think about it as a reader because you're into the details of what got them to these points. But like, once you understand the, the structure of the plot, the bones of the plot, you could write as fast as you want or as slow as you want, as long as you get to yeah. particular points. So I think that just comes with time. And now that I've taken the time to master my process of writing, it's like, it don't take me long to like, know how I want to approach a book. It's just about what are the details for that book. Right, right. And so... so- say what would you say your process of of writing right um would so if i asked you how many years have you been writing do you count from your book the first book you published or how do you how do you look at that i count from the first book i published because then i knew this is what i wanted to do forever once i i got the book in my hand and i actually read it it wasn't just like i'm glad i could say i wrote a book it was like no how do i make a career out of this and how do i keep going and what inspired you to want to start writing? What was like your... I just read two books and they've written them so simple that I was like, maybe I can write. But I felt like, I know it wouldn't be easy, but like they wrote it in such a simple way that it made me feel like not discouraged. If like, if I took my time, I think I could write like them. And those two books was Puello Coelho's um, The Alchemist and Tuesdays with Maury with Mitch Album. They were written in such a simple way, but with like deep topics. It's like, that's the way to write, I think for anyone if you want to reach your audience right it's it's not discouraging if you write it simple because even the newspapers that are considered the most astounding in the world is written only to a, about an eighth grade reading level so it's like i don't have to overwrite to let people know about these deep topics and when i realized that is when i took the time to really practice writing and trying to figure out what would be like my flow and things of that nature and then I just just kept on doing it until I kept on repeating the process until I felt comfortable calling myself an author. So that, okay. that's pretty much and when it. You, when you published your first book, was that um, something that were you trying to, um, did you want an adult audience to look at that and be interested in your book? Or was it versatile, young and older? What was your, what was the kind of audience you were trying to focus to bring in? I was, I was trying to do young adult in the fact that I, I write for anyone to want to read it, but I don't want you to feel like it's a child's book, even though it might feel like that because right. of how how easy you read through it. It might feel like a child's book, but like I wanted to have deep roots of, of, of real issues going on and, and right. no matter the circumstances. So I would say it's it's written for young adults, but it's for anyone that is into like those type of stories of captivating thought and deep provoking things to okay. move you forward in your life, like deep moral compass stories, I guess, for the most part. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Did that answer your question? I hope I did. No, no, it did because you know I, I found myself when I was writing through my process. You know, and my daughter knows that um, I'm writing. You know, she's always like, "Oh, when can I read your book?" And I'm like, "Well, I think it'll be appropriate, maybe like right, but maybe you're like 17." <laughs> um, you know, ideally, I started thinking of it, and not only is it just for adults, right? But I would love for it to be in a library where there are high school students. 
sense, right? Because it's something that I think it's a, I think they're mature at that time. You know what I'm saying? So I think yeah. it was, for me, I was just questioning like, you know, where am I, where do I want this book and who am I trying to reach and this and that. And so as much as I would love to reach a 12 year old, unfortunately that may not happen. And I, and, and I think that it, it's, I, I think it's just more appropriate for someone high school and up to probably read. And that's been my. I mean, there's so many mature young people out here now that reads all different type of books. You'd be surprised what they get their hands on. But as long as you know, you wrote it with the intent to help. I don't think it should matter what the age is. Right. It's like, what's the topic? Now, the topics are very mature in your book. So, yeah, maybe maybe 16, 17. But yeah. I think your style is like the right style. It's like where whenever they're ready to pick it up, they'll be ready. They can read it and understand what you're trying to tell them. Yeah, and I think that's more important than anything. Yeah, my girlfriend is like, listen, I think that once they can start reading, they should read it because either they can relate, be aware, or they can educate themselves. Right. So she's like, if they can read, they should read. But it might be one of those books that a parent would give their kid, like, listen, it's a little mature, but like, I need you to read this and, and we'll have a conversation after you read it. You know, like, yeah. I, didn't, I never had those conversations with my parents of certain important topics. But like, they never gave me a book to read, even. I probably wouldn't just because I would think they're trying to give me work, right? But it's like, it depends on the, on the kid. Yeah. Yeah, we know, we know, we know our children. <laughs> Good. So it depends. Yeah. Um, let me see some other questions I have for you. I hope you're having a good time. <laughs> I am. This is actually my first podcast. So although I was really nervous, um, I was also looking forward to it. Um, it just, it, it gives me good energy, right? And it helps me focus more on, right, reaching the end of the tunnel. So yeah, it's, it's good. I'm glad that we're able to sit down and have this together. Uh, I'm glad too, then. What are your hobbies and um, does that help you write? Like some of the hobbies you have outside of writing? Yeah, my hobbies. So um, I will have to say that since, since I moved to Puerto Rico um, with my daughter, Taylor, um, my hobbies are really to wake up in the morning, take her to school and walk on the beach. I like walking, if not running. Um, I've been trying to focus more on going to the gym and besides that, I enjoy taking my daughter to play tennis when, you know, she's playing. I don't play. I, I can pretend I can play, but I don't really play. Um, I find myself that I do have to pick up other hobbies um, to do with her as well. But I'm more of a, I'm a homebody. And if I'm not working and at home cleaning and cooking, doing all that stuff, um, I, my time alone, I enjoy walking on the beach or laying out and writing um, and exercising. Right. What age was it when you thought you wanted to write, even though you might not have started writing? Although, although I do love to travel, that's definitely a right. Tra traveling so. <laughs> it it can be, but like it's all dependent on how you budget, right? I I used to feel like everything was so expensive because I grew up not have feeling like I didn't have, but it's like. If you budget and if you figure it out, there's ways for you to travel and it doesn't have to hurt your day-to-day -day living, right? It's just depending yeah. on how you balance those things. And that's what I have to tell myself to get out of that that screwed up mental psyche of it's never enough. It's like, no, if you plan it, it's a possibility you can do those things. So no, I understand though. Yeah, so. absolutely. So like, um, what I, I guess my last question before we got into your travel and, and hobbies of traveling different things is what was you, like what age did you know that you wanted to like write was it like adulthood was it like in childhood you kind of had an idea like maybe one day I could write a book because you maybe were studious of reading different books no um as a young girl I never thought that I would want to write um I think I had somewhat of some insecurities um and fears I think what really drove me to writing was when I became a mother. Okay. My daughter has inspired me beyond so many different obstacles. And, you know, she's, um, she's just an amazing kid. And when I became a mother, I decided um, that I wanted to share 
this story, right? And that I wanted to start writing. And even if I didn't share it publicly, pub, excuse me, publicly right. with the world, um, I always knew that it's something I wanted to write and leave for her um, to have. Um, ideally and originally, I started to write just for her, for her to know my story, for her to have something about her mother that came from her mother and not come from anyone else, right? Um, and I wanted her just to know my story. But through the process of writing, I started questioning myself and thinking, and I said, you know, I'm free from certain things that I shouldn't be ashamed of. And this will definitely help, you know, not only my daughter, but it'll help other young girls and boys and, you know, even um, adult women or men that went through something or could relate. And so my daughter was definitely um, the reason why I started to write and, um, right. and my inspiration of wanting to, and wanting to write. No, no, that's beautiful. And they always say, what I'm learning from Stephen King, the audible book that, or the audio book that I told you I was listening to, he says you're always writing about at least one or two people in your in your in your life, whether you realize it or not. My two people, I would have to say, is probably my mom and my wife. So I could imagine that you're writing, you're writing for your daughter, right? And you want her to be impressed with your story. So it's like that's probably somebody you keep in the back of your mind. So it makes sense that you have somebody initially that you want to write for, and if it's good enough for them, then it's probably good enough yeah. for the world. Yeah. yeah. I mean, naturally, that was the purpose. Um, but through my process of writing, I decided that this just can't be for her, right? That this can be for everyone else as well. Um, right. And I will tell you, like, I've had, like, these moments and these, um, I don't want to say deja vu, but I've had these... Um, Eureka moments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've had these moments of, honestly, the only person that I need an approval for through my process of writing and my book it's, it's my daughter. And at times I would say, how does she feel after she reads this? You know, I questioned that so many times about myself. But then I had like this moment where I already saw myself, right, standing in front of an audience and sharing, you know, maybe a page of my book with um, with an audience, you know, and my daughter standing there and being proud of her mom and not being ashamed and being proud of the fact that her mom is there to help others and that her mom inspires her, right? So I've had those moments and I, it just it just confirms and reminds me that that is the reason why I started to write. So it brings me back and and, it, and it's a beautiful thing. And I love being Taylor's mom and she, um, she may not know now, Get a little emotional but she may not know now oh, right. but, at point, but at some point you know i can see my daughter you know going back and, and and reading this and just and just being proud of you know what her mom you know was able to do so no absolutely and i feel like as long as you know who you're writing for that's all that matters like it don't you know if, if it, whatever it does and in, in sales like that's just icing on the cake but when you know that you yeah. wrote it from love and you wrote it for someone that you hope they enjoy and they tell when they finally tell you they do, that's all the confirmation you'll ever need. And it will keep you going every time you write. That's really how I feel. I used to say to myself, like, you know, um, if I if I make a dollar off of this book, great. If I don't, I'm okay with that, you know? Um, but then when I've shared like with you and my sisters. You know, my sister, she's definitely, my, my, my older sister, Jessica, is definitely one of those people that she's gonna, she's a straight shooter, she's gonna let you know her thoughts. Um, and when she read my first draft, she was really impressed and she was just, oh man, like honestly, who, she's like, who wouldn't pay for this? She's like, you have no clue how many people, once you start marketing this book, you have no clue how how great and amazing you're going to come out with this. She's like, you may not think about the financials and forget about that. She's like, the fact is, is that your your message is so powerful that people are going to talk about it and they're going to blog about it or write about it or, you know, and she's like, and, and it's just going to flow so beautifully. And I'm like, okay, but we'll see, right? No, totally. But you were um, flying. That was that was. And when you sent it to me after I read it, I called you and I was so hyped for you that like I started cursing as if like I was like your your middle school basketball I remember, coach. I remember that was, actually I was flying from Puerto Rico to New York, and this flight is three hours and forty minutes, man. 
And I, in my life, never thought when I got on that plane, I started writing on paper. And next thing you know, I'm in New York City. I'm like, did I literally write for three hours and 40 minutes? Like, I really did this. I couldn't believe it. And as soon as I wrote it, I was taking those pictures and I sent it to you. And I remember that day. I was at the airport getting off that plane um, and you and you called me and I'm like, oh God, what went wrong? And you were just like, man, what did you say? It was just so beautiful because you was like, man, oh, I remember. Yeah. You was like, you were like, you a motherfucking writer. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like, it's because finally I felt like you knew it then, right? In that moment. So I was like, let me make sure I confirm this for her. Like, there's no more debating it in her mind. Let me make sure she knows this now. So that's why I wanted to make sure I did that. And I remember exactly what I wrote because for some reason, that part when I was writing, I was writing, man. And I was just like, you know what? The hell with this. I need to reach and speak my mind and let it be known. This is how I feel and this is how um, I went through a certain process and I was just like, whatever, it is what it is. Like, this is me and it is what it is. And when you kind of, when you called me and you confirmed that for me, you was just like, man, I was just like- I was like, this is how the fuck you write. This is what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I said, I know. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing and it made me feel it made me it made me feel whole and it and it showed me it made me understand that you writing for for someone to 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 feel what you're what you're writing and at the same time i think that when i do write i find myself um i find myself when i'm writing the audience from what i heard right because only only a few people have read my draft for some reason the whole have told me that have read my rough draft um, they feel that they're there with me. They feel me. They, 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 they picture it. And for me personally, when I'm reading, if I can picture it and I'm there, that's a good feeling. And so I have yeah. been told that my writing allows one to feel like they're there and that they understand and that they feel those motions and that, you know, then they, and they get it. And so I, I never saw that beautiful part of me. Um, but definitely, when you told me that when I got off the plane, I felt like, wow. And I have had someone else tell me the same thing. Like, man, when you write, I, I feel it. I, I hear it. I feel I feel like I'm sitting there looking at this scene and everything that's going on. And so it's a, it's a, it's a good And uh, you know why I think it's, it's needed? Because I'm, for me being a writer, I know how lonely this shit is sometimes. <laughs> it's a lonely job. Writing yeah. to yourself, for yourself, until you're ready for people to see it. And then you're hoping to get a certain reaction. So then you're hoping they like it. Like, it's just a lot of, of, of a mental thing. So it's like, if I know a writer and I'm and they give me the honor to read some of their stuff, I want to make sure that I tell them exactly what I'm feeling and let them know how good it is if it's that good, you know? Because it's a lonely, thankless job until you reach the final point. It's a very egoless thing if you're really writing a true story. Not, not your true story, yes. But like in general, when you're telling a story, where it's like, you're just trying to make sure the characters get wherever they need to go and you hope that you're doing it the best way possible. It's a very thankless job. It's very much, egos have to be removed if you're trying to tell the best story possible. And it's a very lonely thing. So me knowing that, I just wanted to make sure I share that with you. Cause it's like, it's, it's not easy. It's hard. It's very hard to be yeah, in a lonely place for so long doing that. Yeah, yeah. You have no clue what that phone call did for me. Moving yeah. So no. I thank you for it. No, no need to thank me. I'm happy that I was honored to read it. And then something just told me, like, I got to call her. She probably is still flying for all I know. But let me call her and let her know. Yo, this is how, what I'm talking about. This is how you write. So yeah, I think, was, yeah. Feeling. No, absolutely. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy to look forward to having someone else. You know, um, if I can be a mentor to someone else that's writing, I look forward to those days too, right? To help someone right. else. Um, definitely the way you've helped me. And so it's definitely something I'm, I, I look forward to, right? For someone to, to value and respect me enough to want to know my opinion. And I think that's really cool that I can have that moment and read somebody's stuff and call them or email them or text them and be like, oh my God, you know, because it's a good feeling. You know, like you said, it's lonely. And so when you have someone that's also a writer, you know, coming back and saying like, that was dope, man, it's a great feeling. No, absolutely. So I think I think this was a great interview. Um, usually to end it, I do a quote of the week. And um, 
lyrics of the week. But do you have any more questions before I close out, just in case? No, I don't have any more questions. I think we're good. All right. Cool. All right. Let me just do the quote of the week and lyrics of the week, and we'll head on out. So the quote of the week is from Isabel Alande, and it's, um, write what should not be forgotten. I felt like that was a very simple quote, but it's, you want to write to your best to be excellent. You don't want to just write something just to say you put something out. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're an independent author, you want to write something that's going to stand the test of the time because you want it to just be here forever. Books is one of those genres where it's not a time, although some things can be set in time, it's like it also helps people reflect back on those moments if it's written yeah. well. So that's the reason for that. And then quote of uh, lyrics of the week is um, from Rhapsody and it's, um, what's the name of the song? I think it's called Tupac, if I'm not mistaken. To my sisters, to my sisters, I know we on it. I know we on it. I feel your pain. I'm a woman disappointed. They should never take what's never given to them because they want it. I was taught if you love me, you would never cut the corners. What we made in the night, we got to rise in the morning. We got to raise in the morning, excuse me. This is sucker and warning. You should never hit a woman. We should have some things in common. So I thought those lyrics was important because although I'm not giving away about your book, I think it's very um, about women empowerment and being respected. And I think Rhapsody, um, those lyrics is about her wanting to receive respect from a man and women understanding their value also. I absolutely agree. You know, it does go back to somewhat of what we discussed earlier um, of of a man, right? Um, Not being so insensitive to a woman's process. Right. So those are the reasons why I picked those things out. Then, Danetza, I want to say thank you again for just allowing me to just have a great conversation with you. It's been an honor. It's a pleasure. I always love and enjoy talking with you and um, feeding off of your energy because you're such a beautiful soul. So it's a pleasure. And I enjoyed um, doing this podcast with you. So definitely next time. (laughs) Definitely. Likewise. I want to thank everyone for listening and um, liking and subscribing. This has been Americana Quill, writer to writer. Have a great day. Take care. Take care.